Okay, welcome to Coffee with Marcus and Mark, the number one stock market show on Spotify and one of the most popular market updates on YouTube. In this show, we talk about what's happening in the markets and how we're trading them. Now, today is Wednesday, May 10th, and stocks fall ahead of CPI data, and the number of the week is in. CPI comes in lowest since April 2021. We'll take a look at the numbers there. Plus, there's a 99% probability the Fed will do this. We'll take a look at what exactly traders are betting on. And then Rivian, Airbnb on the move. Plus, Disney earnings. What do the numbers say? And I'll show you how to use PowerX Optimizer to determine the best calls to sell. We'll take a look at AMD where I placed the trade the, uh, this morning. Now, as you can see, there's a lot to talk about. So let's go ahead and get started. If this is your first time here, my name is Mark Hodge and I'm head coach at Rockwell Trading. I'm running the show solo today, but on most days I'm joined by Rockwell Trading's founder, Marcus Heitkoder. He'll be back tomorrow. But even though I'm alone, I promise that you are in good hands. You could say we have a ton of trading experience at Rockwell. We know our stuff and we're not afraid to tell it like it is. So if you're looking for some honest insights into the world of trading, you are in the right place. Before we dive in and show you our trades and how we're tackling these crazy markets, let's take a look at what's moving the markets today. And we see here, the S&P 500, chart of the S&P 500, making highs uh, on May 1st, pulling back, finishing Friday strong. And uh, this week, quiet Monday and Tuesday, even though yesterday we finished lower by a half of a percent, not a big range here. And we, we knew that the markets were waiting for CPI data, an important metric uh, and uh, data point that the Fed will use to uh, make decisions on their policy and whether they'll raise rates, keep rates the same, lower rates. And we see here that initially the market opened higher rally, but it's since pulled back and now the S&P is flat. Now let's go to the E-mini S&P so we could see what was happening pre-market because CPI data was released at 8.30 a.m. Eastern time. And you could see here uh, the, the impact of a major report Markets were pretty quiet and sideways, dropping a little bit during the European session, then going sideways right into CPI data. And the initial reaction was extremely positive. We could measure this move here. We see that the S&P uh, jumped about a percent, uh, opened higher, but has had a tough time hanging on to gains, filling that gap now. And right now we actually just turned negative. So we'll see where the, the day ends up, but uh, why were traders uh, optimistic and, and why did we see a rally after this CPI report? Well, it's because annual inflation is down and that's what the Fed wants to see. Uh, we can uh, look here at the economic calendar and we see that core CPI came in at 0.4%. Uh, now, some uh, expectations and forecasts actually uh, had this number at 0.4%. So our data provider uh, showed 0.3% because that's based on analyst expectations, which can vary. Um, but we see CPI in at 4%. So essentially, the, the data 
was in line with expectations, but then the year over year, and that's what a lot of investors and, and what the Fed wants to see as well, has fallen. So down uh, to 4.9% versus a 5% expectation and also the previous reading of 5%. And uh, here, uh, I, I saw this nice chart. This is uh, from Trading Economics, but uh, showing data from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. And here we have CPI data, and you could see this run up since the pandemic peaking here above 8%, now coming down. Um, so again, uh, down at levels that we haven't seen since April of 2021. That's a positive for the Fed's flight against, or fight against uh, inflation. And I mean, this is where it, it seems like we are headed in the right direction. Uh, looking into things a little bit, shelter still being a big, big part of uh, inflation. In fact, the shelter increased at uh, 8.1% over the last year, and that accounted for 60% of total inflation if we exclude food and energy. So uh, the core CPI data number excludes food and energy, and it just goes to show that that shelter right now being a large part of that increase that we've seen since inflation was down below 2% uh, back here in uh, 2020. Now, it does look like shelter, uh, the, that impact is falling, and some argue that that is a very delayed number, um, so it's not really factored in right now, and it could be that the true inflation number, if you look at real-time data, is actually lower uh, and this, I think, is what's driving some of the, the data that we are seeing uh, with the Fed uh, funds futures and the Fed watch tool. Here we see that right now, traders are betting on uh, the Fed not raising rates. And uh, this to me isn't uh, too surprising here. 91.5% uh, probability that at the next meeting, which is June 14th, well, two-day meeting wrapping up on June 14th, that the Fed will not raise rates, a small, small uh, probability or group that feels that there could be another quarter point increase. But right now, no increase is priced in to the market. Now, if we look at probabilities here, this is where, again, I think this is very interesting because there is a disconnect between what the Fed has been saying all along and what traders think. And this is where uh, traders right now betting that the Fed will not raise rates and keep rates the same at the next two meetings and then start to cut rates at the September meeting, at the November meeting, and at the December meeting. And here, if we if we look at this number, almost 100% probability, 99.84% traders believe that uh, the, the Fed is going to actually ease or lower rates by the December meeting. So again, this isn't what the Fed has said, but this is what traders are betting on right now, believing that almost with certainty, the Fed is going to cut rates. So uh, still a lot of time left, and there are more major reports that uh, the Fed will get to digest uh, before not only the next meeting, but of course, the the meetings after that. Uh, but interesting to see that traders just feel like the Fed is going to be cutting rates sooner. And uh, we'll see if that ends up being true. Now, let's uh, 
take a look at what's going on in the markets and let's look at our heat map here in uh, the PowerX Optimizer software. And we see that right now we're a little bit mixed. Uh, Microsoft, Apple positive, NVIDIA positive. Uh, AMD, we'll talk about that. Uh, nice day for AMD, but some of the biggies like Google and Amazon, uh, but there's still a lot of red. Energy in the red. We also see financial services, banks in the red, uh, industrials in the red. So mixed markets right now. And uh, hey, we, we see that with the major indices as well. So the heat map showing the S&P 500, which is up just four points, which is nothing essentially flat for the day. Dow slightly lower and the NASDAQ up 0.5%, getting a little boost after that CPI data. Now, a few stocks that are on the move. Let's take a look at Airbnb. Uh, ABNB is the ticker symbol. And Airbnb getting hammered here after earnings. They actually reported better than expected numbers. They had an earnings beat and a revenue beat, but down 12%. Um, after weak outlook for the second quarter, the company said that um, it's having a tough time meeting uh, what their expectations have been year over year um, in spite of this uh, uh, earnings win. Uh, you could say just looking at the earnings per share and also uh, revenue. Now, Rivian, interesting to see Rivian headed in the opposite direction, uh, up 6% here. Uh, Rivian uh, was up uh, almost uh, 12% pre-market, so this has come back a little bit. They reported a smaller loss than expected, so they did have an earnings win. Um, revenue, not quite what with what was expected, but they said that they're on target with their uh, numbers, and uh, they are expecting to produce 50,000 vehicles for the year. So this actually... Uh, early on, anyway, this uh, news kind of highlighting the EV market was helping other uh, EV stocks as well. Tesla was up almost 2%, but has since pulled back. Um, also, uh, we could take a look at, well, we don't need to take a look at anything else. So <laughs> I want to get to other things uh, and Rivian on the move. Uh, so we'll leave it at that. Tesla closing that gap and basically flat for the day now. So I want to pop over to PowerX Optimizer because I want to show two things. One, uh, let's go ahead and look at the wheel analyzer. And uh, I want to talk about AMD because AMD continues to make a nice move. Uh, I mentioned yesterday that I was watching AMD calls. And today I was watching them again after this nice pop higher. Now, for me, in the way that I sell calls and uh, really what we do here at Rockwell Trading is we want to analyze the calls that we're looking to sell based on the premium that we could collect using our wheel calculator. And so for us, the line in the sand, uh, what we're trying to accomplish is to bring in premium that would equal 30% annualized based on the time uh, to expiration. Um, so this is what we want to do, because if we can't do that, then why not let the stock appreciate and go up or or wait for an opportunity when that premium is higher. And so uh, here with the AMD, we could look at the May 12th expiration, which is Friday. And I could bring up this uh, premium snapshot. And what this will do is uh, 
if you're you're new to the software, it will show us what the annualized return is based on the bid price and the time to expiration. So right now we see that uh, the 102 strike, uh, 63% annualized, the 103, 45% annualized, the 104, 33% annualized. Now my break evens around 91, my cost basis where I originally purchased shares of AMD, it was 104. So right now I would be in a position where I could actually collect 33% annualized by selling those 104 calls. And I mentioned uh, earlier that I'm really looking at uh, the opportunity to sell calls somewhere above 100. So uh, as a rule of thumb, I, I target the, the cost basis where I originally got assigned and I want to sell calls at that price or higher to maximize the opportunity uh, available with calls and the position that I'm in. Um, but because this has been an ongoing position that is much longer than uh, what we typically see with a wheel trade, um, I've decided that uh, for me, it, it makes sense to be a little aggressive if there's a nice opportunity. Now, we could also take a look at what this, uh, what the numbers looked like for next Friday. And here, when I look at these numbers, it, it's similar. We could actually get 30% annualized by selling the 105 call, which would give me an opportunity to make a buck on the stock in addition to all of the premium that I've collected um, while holding AMD shares. Uh, some nice, nice premium here. And again, between 100 and 104, uh, the numbers look really good because you could bring your break even down uh, two and a quarter, uh, $2.26, uh, a buck 89 for the 101, a buck 56 for the 102, a buck 29 for the 103 and a buck 06 for the 104. So that's nice because if the stock fails to break out, you're just lowering your break even. And that's something I've done over the last couple of months. Now, what I did today, uh, when we first started to see this nice rally, um, I decided to sell the 102 calls. And at the time I was getting a little bit less. So I was able to collect 40, uh, 40 cents which was still a really nice ROI, 46% annualized based on the time to expiration. Um, and that's what I decided to do with uh, a, another plan in mind, right? Because if these calls expire worthless, so if the stock stays below 102, I could sell calls again on Monday. Um, if instead the stock continues to rally and we could see where we're at right now, Looking at the chart, uh, the stock's at, at 98.42. Uh, it got up to $100 and has retreated. Well, if this continues to rally Thursday and then on Friday, I do have the potential to roll calls uh, and roll them out to next week. So rolling would be buying back the calls that I sold and selling next week's expiration. So Collecting that 40 cents going with this week's expiration rather than next week's uh, was a, a strategic decision because the plan for me was, hey, right now AMD wants to move. Let me sell a call at a price that is, uh, in my opinion, just a little bit out of reach. Here we see the expected move based on data right now um, is, and that's based on options prices would be 101.19. So it 
based on options prices, traders are basically saying that there's a 70% chance approximately that the stock will stay between 95 and 101 um, and almost a 85% chance that it's going to stay below uh, that, that 101.24 level. So if we start to drift higher, I will have an opportunity to sell those uh, next week's calls or roll them. And that could bring in even more premium um, if this rally continues. Next week, we say we see based on options prices, uh, the upper expected move would be 103.48, which is getting closer to my cost basis. So that's why I decided to sell this week's expiration rather than next week's. Now, I also uh, mentioned at the beginning of this video that we're going to take a look at Disney earnings. So the two things right now uh, that are in the spotlight uh, Disney will report earnings after the bell. And then tomorrow morning, pre-market, we're also going to see PPI data. So CPI, usually a little more significant, but PPI can also be a market mover. So something to keep an eye on. Let's go ahead and look at the earnings analysis tool, though, and look at Disney. Uh, what I like to do is show the last 12 quarters uh, to get a feel for what has happened in the past. And of course, anything can happen uh, with earnings. And it could be that there's a big surprise, positive or negative. But here we have some data to, to understand what has happened. And many times you'll see that there is, you know, a, a repeating pattern. Not all the time, not all the time, um, but it's, uh, it's, it gives you some data to, to make a decision on or at least have a better feel for uh, whether or not you should uh, be holding a position if you happen to own shares and we see here that based on the last 12 quarters uh disney tends to beat so they have beaten expectations nine out of 12 times so 75 percent of the time they actually report better than expected numbers now the the uh, reaction to that earnings beat is uh usually positive so uh eight out of four uh, eight out of 12 times that is uh, the reaction is positive to that news. On average, uh, the the stock is up 4.35%. Now, if instead there's a negative reaction, uh, there tends to be a bigger move to the downside, down 5.3%. Uh, but based on the uh, historical movement, at, uh, Disney tends to be, the reaction tends to be positive, but on the seventh day, so after you have uh, some trading days uh, uh, under the belt, things tend to be mixed. So 50-50 chance that the stock will be higher on the seventh day when you have some data, some time for traders to digest that information. However, the positive is on average, uh, if the stock's up on the seventh day, the average gain is 6.2%. If the stock's down, it's 5.3%. So a little bit better uh, on the upside if that tends to happen. Um, and we will see. We will see uh, what Disney says and how traders react. But at least based on the probabilities, Disney tends to uh, beat earnings, react positive, And then in seven days, it's basically a toss-up. So anyway, I hope you like this uh, dive into some of the, the features and, and uh, tools that I like to use here with PowerX Optimizer in addition to just the overall market commentary, what to focus on, what's moving, and also 
what these reports mean and how traders are reacting to them. So if you did like this video, please give it a like. Marcus is going to be back here tomorrow with me. So you'll get the, the M&M duo tomorrow. Um, and if you're new to the channel, definitely subscribe so you can get notified when we have new videos. And hey, we hope you enjoy these videos and, and the commentary uh, because we love trading and uh, talking with traders. Uh, so hey, I'll leave it at that. Until tomorrow, happy trading, everybody.